Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 105. 105, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my left. He is the 10th one of the world. He was the puncher of walls, Dickalicious himself, Richard Garcia. Keyword was. What's up, Was the puncher of walls. <laughs> Um, and also joining the crew. You know him. You love him. He is the $100 man, Bobby Diaz. What's up, baby? And rounding out the crew. You know him. You love him. You might hate him. But he is the COVID kid, the Pinoy powerhouse, Byron Pagdalao. Hey, guys. The COVID cutie, actually. The COVID, uh, okay. According to my girlfriend. So we'll take that. The COVID cutie. Um, how's everybody doing today? Um, Byron, you, you scared the shit out of us since our last show. How you Bro, feeling? how weird is that? Remember, right after that show, I get a call from Doc and saying, um, hey, you have COVID. And I was like, what the fuck? What a scary ass week. Um, it just goes to show that like anybody can get that shit, man. And you like uh, took you were like away from everybody. You came to my house to pick up that green screen. Like, luckily, right. I just left it outside for you. Otherwise, right. I would, I would have had COVID. <laughs> You would have got You'd me be COVID cutie too, but yes. like the thing, ab- the thing about it is, it's it's just so unpredictable. I haven't seen, I haven't touched or interacted with a person in like two and a half months. Obviously, I've gone to the grocery store, which I probably got it at Trader Joe's. I'm assuming that's yeah. probably the only public place where I could have really contracted anything. That's where uh, that's, that's yeah, where that man. lady refused to wear her mask. So I, I could see that happening. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because like you you don't really know exactly where you could have gotten it. And I was watching these videos on like Korea where they like track your phone and like they get the like the last two weeks of your location. Oh, shit. And they like flag everyone that you've been to or whatever. All right. That's scary. So that's scary. <laughs> I don't agree to that. I don't I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> no, not not in these United States. They haven't done any contact tracing with me either, which is kind of insane. Like uh, Monday, I'm going to be totally clear to resume like going to public places and shit out of quarantine. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm super happy. My symptoms were mild, still scary though. When I had those symptoms, um, they fucking freaked me out. Um, so I can only imagine when a person has, um, severe symptoms. Yeah. And it does a lot on your psyche. Like what's going to happen? Like, I'm just waiting for it to turn into like a walking dead moment where I turn into like a zombie or some shit. It's wild. (laughs) We're gonna have to. <clears throat> and keep in mind, you're 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 a relatively healthy person, right? So, ha- had you have been more of like, uh, if you had more underlying conditions, who knows what it could have been? Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't think a lot of people understand is that they're not getting it, so therefore it doesn't exist. But or it's relatively mild, but yet we don't exactly know how bad it could be. Like this, this is a new disease. This is this is a novel disease. Right. And, and it's I, called I, novel for a reason. Yeah. And I could still mutate like as we speak. Who knows? What if what if I turn into like a zombie in the middle of the show? That's what I'm worried about. We, we're going to keep an eye on gonna... <laughs> that, which I would welcome, um, you know, yeah. but you could turn. Into but the yeah, it's crazy. You could even become even more of a powerhouse. Dude, that'd be awesome. I just break and rip through my shirt like you over. Your lungs yeah, are like Byron's not that 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 person who hides it. Like right, if they got right. bit by the zombie, they're like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> no, I felt. No, you let us know. <laughs> you better kill me if I become a zombie and start trying to kill everybody. He's like coughing. He's like, no, these are just allergies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks to everybody who reached out. So many people reached out. It's so nice. I love people. Um, even people I haven't talked to in years. So it's good to know that uh, 
the the powerhouse fan base is awesome <laughs> and there all the go. old school cats that's awesome but like they say if the only i just know my body oh you're, you're cutting out a little bit you were you were cutting out brian am i good there yeah, it is now you're good yeah nope can't hear you oh hold on <laughs> i want you to hear this uh better yeah that's better the only reason why i knew is because i'm so vain and um I just know my body is so well. So everybody should just like take a second and, you know, um, really know themselves. So you can, even if the slightest suspicion, just fucking go get seen. Yeah. Or, you know, especially now California is pretty chill. Uh, it's so easy to get an appointment now. You just, you had a drive through, right? I did. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's probably the way to go. Contactless, like stay away, but like put a swab up my nose. A and, and, and real quick, uh, there are definitely, like Byron said, there's definitely a lot more testing sites. I just happened to uh, check um, the, the website as far as where there's <clears> tests <throat> around the LA area. So it's free. It's, it's also free in California, just FYI. If you ever feel the need, you, know, you can just make an appointment. It's better to be safe than sorry. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, other than that, everyone's okay. No, no other viruses breaking out. No AIDS. No AIDS, Bobby. No AIDS. Nah, man. No, no gonorrhea or nothing like that. I'm clear. That's good. Um, before we get into the news, we this is going to be kind of a heavy show off the top of the bat. Uh, we got to give it up to our sponsors. You know them. You love them. Give it up to our friends at lapelia.com. If you're in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapelia.com. Use our promo code put me over, and in turn, that website will put you over, and you get 20% off your entire order. Also, go, go make sure you check out our friends at Grudge Match and Grudge Match Brand on Instagram. Turn on the notifications. Hot fire. I have heard through the grapevine the designs that are going to be coming out are going to be things you're not going to want to miss. So definitely go check out Grudge Match and turn on those notifications. If you want some Put Me Over merch, you can go to our website, putmeoverpodcast.com for all of your Put Me Over Podcast merchandise wants and needs. Uh, use a promo code Kofi, the number four and ever. Kofi forever and you'll get 20% off your order there. And uh, that's kind of it. Um, if you missed our live YouTube stream. Uh, we gave all of our AEW Double or Nothing predictions last night. Uh, so definitely go to our YouTube, check that out. Um, we're recording this on a Saturday. You guys are probably going to get this till Monday. So busy weekend ahead of us for us here. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about. So make sure you, you stay tuned. Uh, but with that being said, let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks. Dirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. So, uh, as you mentioned, Drew, you know, we're recording this on a Saturday. We're recording this uh, right before Double or Nothing. Uh, today happens to be May 23rd, and it is the anniversary of Owen Hart's death. It's been 20, 21 years. 21, yeah. 21 wow. years since Over the Edge. And uh, definitely a lot's definitely changed. Uh, this week, Vice did release the final, uh, the season finale of uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, did cover the Owen Hart uh, tragedy. I, you know, right off the bat, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, overall, what did you guys think of the documentary? I thought they did a good job, um, considering it's been 21 years and we haven't heard from his wife in this manner. We haven't heard from his kids in this manner either. Um, I learned a lot about what went wrong that night um and i learned a lot about you know kind of what happened in the aftermath after um the accident um just people's lives were affected uh you know d'lo brown was talking about 
how he saw him in, or was it the Godfather that saw him on the gurney all blue? Um, yeah. yeah. That is that is awful. That's something that no one should have to see. Uh, the fact that they kept the show going was in, insane. And like they gave they just gave Jr. the update that he's 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 dead. And then and you're back in ten nine, and they counted him down, and he's just like, "What the fuck? I I I need to process this. I need more than ten seconds." Uh, but Jr. is professional, um, and I just remember watching it, dude. I remember being at my friend's house. We were watching it. It it, it it didn't seem real. It didn't seem real that that something so bad happened. But yeah, the, the I thought they did a really good job. Tasteful, I would say. Yeah, it was a really hype documentary. A lot of emotions. I love that um, his his family, his direct family, like his son, mom, like they're not like most wrestling families. They all got their head straight. Like I didn't realize that she was a doctor. The kid's going to be a lawyer. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, that's a refreshing thing for me to see as a wrestling fan. Usually a lot of these wrestling families are like crackheads and, and you know, like, <laughs> like come from broken homes or whatever. But it's it's a pretty good story. And I'm happy that. The son's not following in the footsteps for once because obviously he's not going to. Why but, Why would he after that? Right, right. But I just really enjoyed the fact that that's one of the, the highlights for me of the whole documentary, seeing that his family's doing so well. And yeah. they're like bright individuals. I love it. Well-adjusted. Yeah. Well-addressed. And you mentioned about the family, you know, they, they wanted to, uh, to really get their education. Um, they did mention briefly in the documentary how Owen really wanted to get out of wrestling he really wanted to just have a normal life. Uh, he uh, he did he did go to the University of Calgary. Um, you know, tried to he wanted to become a teacher. And a couple of his other brothers were indeed becoming teachers. Um, Martha is a is a doctor. She she did get her PhD from uh, the University of Cambridge in thugonomics. Uh, oh, in thugonomics. <laughs> there you go. Oh, just becoming a lawyer, and um, Athena is um, on her way to becoming a journalist. So yeah, that side of the Hart family, they. Um, they definitely went away from the wrestling uh, uh, tradition and wanted to become more uh, more in the scholarly field. So that's definitely um, refreshing to see. But it's the first time I've ever heard Oge and Athena actually address this publicly, and they're on the same page as their mother and that they would never, ever allow WWE to be in the Hall of Fame. And as an Owen Hart fan, I, I try to understand it both ways. Like, on the one hand, I get why they don't want their father to be inducted because in their minds, they feel like the company's profiting off of that. And you could absolutely make that argument. I mean, look yeah. at the Hall of Fame itself. It's, they're, they're selling tickets to make a profit. But at the same time, as a fan, you'd like to see Owen Hart in there. You'd like to see him being immortalized. But um, like, there's, he, like, there's really no like, like Hall of Fame, you know what I mean? It's just no, a show. So I, I, I can understand where they're coming from. I mean, mostly everyone would. I don't know anybody who would go against what they, what they're saying, but uh, it's just, it was so tragic. I, 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 I got teary-eyed watching it. It was very, like, hard to like remember that Absolutely. happening. Yeah, I, um, I remember. Well, I don't remember, but like, I was gonna say, I, I was in the camp of no. Oh, if the fans want Owen in the in the Hall of Fame, he he should be. But now, since watching this documentary, I'm on the opposite side. Now I'm like, you know what? I don't. Th- I think the c- the family just wants to put this behind them, and it's not like they're denying the fans anything. If anything, mm-hmm. they just don't want to relive this part of their life that really they've adjusted out of. Um, it's it's in the past. It's what what happened has happened. 
um, and they just want to move on. So, I mean, I see it from their side of the view more, especially when, you know, uh, Martha Hart pulled out the carabiner that was supposed to be holding him and like they went cheap on it. And um, I could see how pissed off she is that they didn't really take the time just because they wanted to say they, they wanted him to be able to come down in quick release, which ultimately, you know, tragically ended. Um, well, he was released quickly. I mean, it, some would say too quickly. Fortunately, he was. But um, and it's it's funny. They said that that thing, the the power of it is only six pounds of like weight and it disconnects. I'm surprised they didn't like, test it before. Dude, come on. Um. Yeah, the, the, that carabiner. I mean, I I use a carabiner to hold my keys, and I feel like I, I would be more secure with my key carabiner than I would with that thing that they that they put them up there with. Yeah, they said it was designed for sailboats and not definitely not for what it was supposed to be for, like for what they were trying to do. Yeah, and that was to have someone die from the balcony and to do it in a safe manner. Um, unlike in WCW. Yeah, if you saw Sting, he'd have to like unhook the thing from the back and then the nwo would just kind of have to wait for him to to get ready yeah. to fight um and if but th- it was it was crazy when she was uh when jericho was talking about like that era like can you imagine like the matches he would have had like right it would have been like the best matches like against jericho against uh eddie guerrero uh malenko, you know, even malenko, malenko like Kurt yeah. Angle, like, dude, one year. The matches like, man. had they waited. Had they waited a year? Had 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 he not died <laughs> one year later, we would have seen Owen Hart probably at his peak. Right, and probably at a world title run. He was. It it wasn't the. You know, he was in the era of right. Like they said, he was a, a year before his time, really. But he would have been a champ, considering all those little middle weight guys type. Be started becoming champions around that time so well, it would have been his time i think if i remember correctly i remember at the time like he was kind of floundering he, he didn't really have a direction right. uh, he joined the nation he was a nugget um and then they started bringing out the blue blazer again i i feel like he might have gone to wcw maybe he would have had success there but i don't think he would have found it in wwe for sure you don't think he would have been a title uh, uh wwe champion at some point uh at wcw maybe yes um, I mean, WWE. WWE. No, I don't think. I don't think he ever would have been there. Well, it's like they were saying in the show, in the that they didn't have anything for him because he didn't really like like all the gimmicks that they were handing out to everyone. He didn't want that attitude era. He didn't want type it. of gimmick. Yeah, he, he. They put him in a, in a program of Deborah, and he's like, I don't want people thinking that I'm cheating on my wife. I don't want to do that. And they dropped that. So he, he doesn't want his wife to think that either. Yeah, that's the reason so, why they they dropped it. He didn't want to cuss. No one, he didn't want to be attitude like everyone else was at the time. Right. Like with, with Owen, like you, like you mentioned, uh, Drew, he, he was definitely in a weird era. Cause I mean, Montreal happened in 97. Um, he was definitely positioned before that. And, you know, as being, as being part of the top faction in the company, but once right. Montreal happened, he, he stayed with the company. Um, they tried to put him in a main event pro- uh, program with Sean for a little bit, only to be with the uh, Hunter at WrestleMania. And then after that, that's where we begin to see, like, well, where is this really going with Owen? They tried to put him with the nation. That didn't work out. They, they put him with Jeff Jarrett. And then they kind of did uh, bring back the Blue Blazer, but this time to make him look like, uh, to really look like an asshat, just to poke fun at the, at the superhero gimmick and the stereotype of the 80s. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, the, the black heart Owen Hart, I thought was that, w- that could have been something. But right. you know they they turned him into a nugget, and that you know was what? it. 
Yeah. And on second thought, he might have just retired, right? He might have. He might have just been over WWE and the way that they were doing it. Right. Because um, he really wanted that normal life. Yeah, it seemed like it. So who knows? But he should have he should have been, could have been a, cha- a great WWE champ, even if it would have been for however long. He definitely brought prestige what? to the Slammy Awards, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. That's true. I mean, he really made the Slammys look like a big deal. Um, one person who was not a fan of the documentary uh, is uh, Jerry McDevitt. Uh, the w, the longtime WWE lawyer. Of course. He had some uh, comments about it, and I just wanted to uh, just mention it real quickly. Uh, we were basically trying to find out what happened that night. Martha wasn't even interested from a distance to find out what had happened that night. She just wanted to use it as a vehicle to beat a business in which she didn't like her husband being, the wrestling business. So um, this was about a couple of days after the documentary aired, and uh, McDevitt wanted to respond to the documentary itself. Sounds like a lawyer talked to me. I, I wouldn't trust I mean, a lawyer with that. Like, I mean, it's, it's it's just like uh, I, I showed you guys that video of Brett. This was like, what, three years ago when he came out and said, like, Martha's trying to just ruin his his legacy and, you know, that she was just in it for the money and this and that. But it's like you look back on it like, dude, she didn't care about the money. She wanted to know what happened, like how it happened and, you know, why it happened. And uh, it's it sucks. But, you know, at like Byron said, at least they're that family's in a better place. Right. Like they didn't let that the, the death consume them and like ruin the rest of their lives, and they're they, actually living past it. They could have absolutely let it ruin their lives, right? Because Martha's original goal was to prosecute Vince and to oh, get someone on. responsible. <laughs> Not gonna for the, uh, Sorry for 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 the murder. Um, but however, that wasn't going to be the case when they went into litigation. It was going to be all about the money in the end. And uh, eventually uh, they did settle for $18 million. Not all of it were which WWE paid out of pocket because they also sued the manufacturer who um, was responsible for the harness. They sued them for the money as well. So in a way, WWE didn't really lose a whole lot of money in the matter. And Insurance, bro. Insurance, yeah. Basically, it came I'm, down to insurance. I'm sure insurance covered like almost all of it so it was insurance yeah, it was the insurance of the of of the the sellable uh, device that 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 caused that that's what happened but 18 million dollars is a, is a lot of money which and half over half it did go to Owen Noah Hart Foundation um it just in reality it was never going to be Vince was never ever going to be prosecuted he was never going to be jailed for that i mean if the government wasn't going to jail him for the steroid uh scandal this wasn't going to happen yeah yeah um Let's all in all, good, good, uh, great documentary. I hope great documentary. I, apparently, Vice has signed on for another season, so we're gonna get some more darkness. And, and rightfully so. I think there's so much stuff that they could do. I mean, honestly, they could have done. They could have. This could have been a two part documentary. Yeah. Yeah, easily. What well, else we got, Dick? Yeah. Everyone watch it. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. What else we got? Okay, so this week, I mean, like like Drew mentioned, there, there's definitely been a very sad week in wrestling uh last sunday uh shad Gaspard he took his uh, son to the beach uh for some that don't know uh la county did open the beaches again so uh, they went to venice beach and they hit a pretty gnarly riptide and they were stuck out in in the um in the in the ocean so when the uh, coast guards came by um they were really struggling um so shad's son was saved in, in uh, during that riptide at the cost of his own life. So essentially he sacrificed his life to save his son. And it turned out a couple of days later, they were, uh, they were able to find the body. If 
floated ashore, identified the body, and uh, Shad Gaspar did pass away at the age of 39. That's yeah. That have you guys ever been caught in a riptide? Yeah, that shit's terrifying. It's, yeah, the harder it's, you it's scary, the harder you paddle, the further you go out. Um, I I've been saved by a lifeguard before because I was just out there. I was going further and further out. I didn't know I needed to swim parallel. I don't know how to get out of it, and luckily I had a lifeguard. But basically, the last act of Shad Gaspard was the lifeguard coming, and he's like, "Take my son, make sure he's safe." Um, which you know, that's that's such an honorable thing to do, you know, to make sure his kid was safe. Remember, Chad Gaspard actually stopped an attempted robbery WrestleMania weekend a couple of years ago. Also, he did. so this guy was like a real life superhero. Um, he was in in Crime Time in WWE, but he also was wrestling on the Indies for a while. He he put a lot of smiles on our faces during the Crime Time era. Uh, so racist, but yeah, I mean, it, pretty racist, but yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, it, WWE. But it worked though. Spell it with a Y. <laughs> Um, but you know, the, the wrestling community was just rocked. Um, everyone, no one had a bad word to say about Shad Gaspard. Um, and a lot of people we, we know, um, were friends with him and, uh, you know, I'm just glad that they, that they were able to recover the body and it, you know, sadly it ended up the way it did, but the family can at least have closure and, you know, all that funeral stuff. Um, yeah, it's right. just that that's really, really sad. What I didn't know um was that he uh he did grow up in Harlem and that his dad was uh working for Frank Lucas, the the gangster. Oh, I, is that the guy that Denzel Washington played? Yep. And what movie what? was that? The what, American what? Gangster. Oh yeah, American Gangster. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know crazy. that. Like uh he grew up in Harlem. Um his dad was um rolling around with Frank Lucas, uh, didn't want to be part of that life, wanted to better himself. He tried to, with him, he was thinking about getting a career with MMA, but. Shad was uh, a big dead. dude. He's a, yeah, 6'6", six, 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 six? 270, yeah. big guy. But um, at the time, MMA wasn't paying enough, and that's why he went in, in, into the professional wrestling business. I remember, I mean, the, the, the when Kofi won the title, the, that video of MVP and him crying. Oh yeah, that um, was a moment. Reaction yeah. was one of the longest lasting memories of Kofi's win and of Shad Gaspar that I had. Um so you know, uh it's just a really sad situation and uh we you know, our thoughts go out to the Gaspard family. There's people from all around the, the industry. They started a GoFundMe page for him that you can go donate to. Um I just seen Tony Khan just drop ten G's into that GoFundMe. Um so People from in the company, out the company, around the world are are you know showing love and helping support the family, which is awesome. Right. Absolutely. And I hate to continue with the bad segment of news, but uh, just we just received word uh, earlier this Saturday or this morning rather that um, I'm trying. Let me pull up her name real quick. I got to pull up my notes real quick. I should have been more prepared. Uh, Hannah Kamara. Yeah. Uh, she had committed suicide. Uh, we don't know when exactly, but uh, such she was so young, 22 years old, um, apparently over social media and the ramifications behind it. I guess there's a little insight as far as what caused it and that she was on a, a Japanese show called uh, Terrace House. And oh. she was living with a, with, a, with a male roommate. And apparently, I mean, and this is not 100% confirmed, but this is, may have caused it, was that 
um, she had her outfit from the Tokyo Dome show, which she was wrestling uh, back in January. Her roommate happened to throw his clothes in there. It shrunk, and she ended up slapping the shit out of him, and that apparently had caused an uproar online. Oh. And still to that day, she was enduring that. And yeah. I heard that wasn't the cause where she did commit suicide, but that might have been the speculation. But well, everyone that social was that social, um, you know, social bullying. It's uh, yeah, the cyber bullying got 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 out of hand. Um, I saw some messages from people that were just telling her to kill herself. To we we can't wait till you die, shit like that. Um, you know, and for being twenty two, um. You know, you have to have really thick skin, and it's it's really sad that, uh, you know, she she couldn't take it anymore. I can't imagine being that big of a celebrity, especially in Japan, um, where they're like wrestler wrestlers in Japan are like rock stars, you know. Um, and now with social media, people have direct access to people, and uh, some people can take it, some people can't. Um, it's just really, really, really a sad situation because people have like so like uh mental health issues as well so not everyone can take the criticism that i'm sure a guy like john cena probably gets shit dm'd him all the time uh being 22 social media is kind of like a young You're person's right. game you right. know so that probably hits a lot harder than someone like like i said like a roman reigns that doesn't let social media get to him the way that you know a 22 year old girl would he doesn't even have social media so Pro- yeah I'd- i mean i mean most of those people like I guess social media is your thing. Like you have to. So it just sucks that like people that just aren't ready for that type of like hate, like I don't, no matter who you are, you're getting those hate messages. Like when you become that big. So it's just, you have to be ready for those type of things. Yeah. I remember I get in a bad, bad message, bad DM one time. And uh, the guy called me the F word and told me that I eat tree bark. Um, And that really affected me. Um, I'm just kidding. It didn't, but because it was such <laughs> was a like, it was such a funny. Well, that's the problem with the internet is the power of uh, an, uh, of anonymity, being anonymous. You anonymity. Can say and do whatever you want, and there's really very little ramifications to it. Yeah, you can type something and think then that person's never going to see it. Uh, just a really sad thing. She, I think she posted like, "You guys, I can't take this anymore. You guys win." And then yes, later she did on, say that. Um, and she was actually like the Becky Lynch of they're building the promotion, the uh, stardom uh, women's promotion. Um, they're building the whole division around her or the whole that stardom is all women. So like they were she building was going to be thing. the top of the company. That's what yeah. the plan was. She was awesome. Um, I up to this point, I, I didn't see too much of her. Uh, but now I want to go back and watch her matches. Her uh, suicide situation or her suicide, I hate to say situation, but it reminded me, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with August Ames. Uh, she had a similar situation as well back in 2017, um, victim of cyberbullying where she did commit suicide afterwards. Um, no. August Ames was a porn star, if you guys are familiar with her. <laughs> what I, kind know of she, I don't know who she is, but I never knew that that's what happened. That's wild. So 20, yeah, same, same around the same age, early 20s. I do remember hearing uh, about that, situation. yeah. Mm. Well, it sucks, uh, especially nowadays when, or now in this special time, everyone just needs to take care of each other. I mean, that's the bottom line. And also, let's try to also have thicker skin, especially when it's coming from random fucks. Who gives a fuck, really? I'm honestly, who cares? Um, I, I mean, I, obviously, I care, but right. 
Take care of each other, everybody. I won't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> too much stress anyway. What no, else? There's got, too much stress. Yeah, we, we got a lot of yeah, especially with right now with what's going on. It's uh, it's. I've pretty much got off of like Facebook. I don't really go on Facebook anymore because that's like a, just a cesspool now. It's, it's so it's bad. Toxic. It's the worst. Um, it <laughs> it's puts me in a, environment. It puts me in a bad mood for the rest of the day. So, I mean, that's why I have my Instagram. I follow people who I want to follow. I don't have to be friends with everybody. And um, that's it. So, I mean, Instagram, Instagram is, like, is starting to get just as bad as Facebook when it comes to the toxicity. Um, Twitter probably is by far the worst. Twitter is. Oh God. Wrestling Garbage. Twitter is really bad, dude. Wrestling Twitter is probably the worst. Uh, but what else it's, we got, Dick? It's just it's insane. Uh Ric Flair, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but he did sign a, a new contract with WWE. Interesting. He signed. Like Good an Legends right? deal? He's a great he's a great ambassador to the brand. Um it's not like he's wrestling, you know, so Yeah. He's he's the biggest he He's not wrestling. He nowhere <laughs> and nor he should wrestle at all. But he thinks he can, but it's okay. He doesn't have to. Don't don't wrestle, please. <laughs> no. We don't want to see that. Uh, he should nowhere be he should be nowhere near a ring, nowhere inside a ring. Right I wonder how this much. Guy's, uh, how much do they sign him for? Probably like six figures, you think, right? Because he's he's a big name. Enough to lay off thirty other people, maybe. Right, right. It'd how much like should How much we save? Just give him that. <laughs> <laughs> how much was Mike Kyoto worth? Give me four Mike uh, Kyoto worth. He posted a, a picture of his contract on social media. Didn't as far as the amount goes, he didn't post that, but he just posted a copy of it. Um, but like you guys mentioned, yeah, he's a good he's a good ambassador uh, for the company as long as he stays in that role. I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, it's just, you would think during the middle of a pandemic, they would be doing these cost-cutting measures. Um, but, I mean, we don't, know, again, we don't know how much Ric Flair's contract is right now. I mean, it could just be six figures for a couple years. Yeah. Um, it's worth it. He's a good He's good for our brand. Yeah, he's good for the brand. I mean, have him every once in a while. He's Ric Flair. I mean, yeah. Um, they let Sting go, though. So that shows you kind of the different coins of it. WCW. That's true. Yeah. Uh, they they did not resign his contract. So, um, what do you do if you're Sting? I mean, do you just retire. quietly retire? Do you? I mean, like, like Flair, I don't think Sting should have any any reason to be in the ring right now because he's over sixty years old. This, yeah, that's another thing to consider. Yeah, I I mean, general manager kind of screams at me. I don't know. Be backstage at like AEW or something. I yeah. You know, borrow age. You, you, you had your time. Let everybody let's get their time. Exactly. Uh, let's move on to the week in wrestling. We uh, Raw. I don't know. Raw's just been weird lately. The only the only show other than AEW that I've been finding joy in is lately is SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown um, is pretty good. NXT is still pretty good in my opinion. Um, what do you guys think of uh, of Raw? Uh, the greatest wrestling match ever. Is gonna be between hey. Orton and uh, Edge, and it's gonna be they the greatest are, wrestling match ever. They are beating that phrase to the ground. It is typical WWE. Whenever they get a catchphrase or a slogan, uh, they just have they just can't help themselves by just hitting each hitting the hitting the fans over the head with it. Money sure Messiah. That, hey, Money Messiah. Drilled in there. Do you get Do you get it? Money Messiah. Money Night Messiah. The risk is worth the reward. Money Night Messiah. Money Night Messiah. Risk. Risk is worth the reward. Um, so, uh, what else happened? I here? honestly don't know why they're doing this. Is I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're trying to troll the fans or they're because to me, they're, obviously, they're not going to live up. It's not going to live up to the hype. Well, we never know. Maybe they have one more big. Well, uh, Orion can still go. 
Uh, Gordon's in his late thirties. Edge is in his mid forties. I mean, they're both in great shape, but I, it's going to be tough. I mean, greatest wrestling we'll match see. ever. You think they're no. going to put on a better match than Osprey and Ricochet? No, a, a better match than WrestleMania twenty five, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. A greater match, match than ever. greater ever. match than Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat. Probably top oh, five match ever. Omega Okada, no. Oh yeah, Omega Okada num- number two, I think that's my favorite. But no, they're not going to do that. But I think they can still put on a great performance. We'll see. It's funny that they they're calling it a wrestling match. I thought they'd call it yes. like a sports entertainment exhibition. I think they're and- going to go old school <laughs> on it, which will be fine. And I'm kind of uh, uh, intrigued to see it. But like the the highlight of Raw to me, I don't know if this is you guys, but Austin Theory, that's perfect spot, hey, right? I, yeah, that's what I just wanted to talk about. Uh, there's dis- there's been dissension in Zelina Vega's group, and they finally turned on Austin Theory, who costed him a tag team match. Um, and who was there to to console him and bring him in? Seth Rollins. So now Seth is Rollins is uh, bringing his stable back. He lost the AOP. Um, and now Austin Theory, Buddy Mur- or Buddy Murphy and Austin Theory. That's that's a that's a deadly trio, if you ask me, dude. That's a faction. That's and a- we got the Mexican faction, which is strictly Mexican now. Only so- Mexicans are allowed. Yeah. And I think Zelina Vega is Puerto Rican, but Hispanics Rican. only. Mexican adjacent. Mexican adjacent. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I found it strange LWO. that he was laying outside the ring um, during uh, the Murphy match. But it made sense as far as why he was still out there uh, to add another member to Seth's group, and and um, they needed and they definitely they definitely need another member to make it an established uh, unit on Raw. Um, if you notice, Raw is definitely faction heavy. You you have um, finally Seth's with- group and uh, Zelina's group as well. Um, they could be two. They're they're definitely up there as far as the two of the top heels on Raw goes, and hopefully. Uh, this could help them out in the long run, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm happy for it. We've been begging for legit factions. I hope they really go all in and make these factions count, though, um, i.e., you know, the OC or whatever. But, like, I hope they really um, go in on these and actually make them real stables. So it should, it, it's good for a slow time in wrestling, too. Everybody loves a stable. I'm, I'm a big fan of stables, I think. I think it makes sense if, like, you're in a wrestling organization. Wouldn't you want people to hold your, like, have your back, you know? Right. Um, right. Unless you're, like, a legit badass like Aleister Black, you know, that, or a lone wolf like Baron Corbin. Right. Who's King Corby. Oh, yeah, King Corby. Who had a stable. Who had a stable, you guys yes. don't remember. <laughs> uh, well, that wasn't, yeah. Is King's Court. Other than that, I don't really care that much about anything else that happened on Raw. Yeah, Raw was kind of um, another, like, uh, you know, film me show. I do like the interaction with MVP and Bobby Lashley and Lana losing her shit um, because he has a friend. I guess she doesn't. she's really jealous and she doesn't want him to have friends. Um, but, yeah, other than that, nothing really of note. Um, Corbin and Drew did wrestle um, as the beginning of the crossover. Um, the wild card. The wild card. Wild card 2.0. Whatever the hell it's called this week, I... I I lost track of what it counts. Um, Drew did win, but as you noticed during that match, uh, Lashley was outside or was standing out in the um, out near the stage with MVP observing the match. So it looks like that's going to be uh, McIntyre's next opponent coming up in uh, in June. I'm down. Rehab Lashley, make him a killer, and right. let's let's see Drew go after him. You know, 
Um, what did you guys think of SmackDown? I thought SmackDown was pretty dope. You had an AJ and Nakamura match, which was really was good. Pretty, yeah. Charlotte Bailey had a really good match. Um, like, Sheamus and Hardy I, I, had a good match. Right. Um, I think SmackDown is killing it right now, dude. Um, they, that they, Bailey match was good. She got a win over Charlotte Flair, dude. Not clean, but it's still a win. Well, clean still, enough. Still a win I'll last. take it. Yeah. A win is a win, man. Um, they're Sasha? they're expanding on the Sasha. This maybe there's like a little breakup between them. Yeah. Um, you have the Miz and Morrison gonna do a job to Braun Strowman at Backlash now. Um, let's. I want to talk about that real quick. Yeah, let's do uh, that. The the dirt sheet segment. I thought. I thought, man, I thought that was pretty cringy for the most part. I was. I thought it was not, good. I was not a fan of what the, the what some of the what the lines that Miz had to say. The poopy diaper. Timing is off too. Morrison's timing's always been off. I feel like yeah. it's, he's he does not have the best timing of, of no. all of them. But as far as like what they were saying, the material I just was not a big fan of. Um, who do you think came up with match. that poopy diaper? Ron destroyed. Who, Ron who destroyed came, Miz easily. Who came up with the poopy diaper uh, puppet? That's well, me, that's that's great. That's such good shit. Literally, <laughs> I make myself laugh. <laughs> it's an audience of one. Um, yeah, but now I don't know. I I hate the fact that Braun's gonna destroy both of them. They're both. I mean, the Miz is awful, but Morrison deserves way better than this. Um, you're just gonna this have just him. Goes to show you, like on SmackDown, there really is no. I mean, outside of Bray, there's no kills for Braun to be facing right now. Well, I, honestly, I, I'm 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 I hope they do this. They're not going to, but I hope they do. I hope somehow. Miss wins. That would be insane. I'd be I'd be all in on that. That's that would be complete insanity if you want to. That is not gonna happen. The I handicap really match, that. right? I mean the handicap match. It's a two on one handicap match. Braun well, who's becomes a world it's for the title or no? Yes. Yes. Fuck it. Let's do it. Braun did just lose a handicap match. He just lost the IC title same way. Exactly. So he's known to lose those. Oh um, that's a tough one. Morrison. I like the Universal idea champion? of it, but I really don't want that to happen for Braun. <laughs> I just don't see Miz and Morrison as champions. Not when the Miz, Miz is, is scared Miz to is fight Braun. And John Morrison, I like John Morrison, but I they just not put him in a position to be a world champion. No, not He's at not all. He's not a good talker either. So. Not even just, a universal you know. or a U.S. champion. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see it. Uh, but I agree with you, Drew, as far as uh, Nakamura AJ goes. That was a good match. Uh, that was a good opening. Uh, that was a good match for um, the first round. Uh, the Jeff Hardy Sheamus match was, was decent. Um, it was a quick show. I mean, SmackDown is very easy to watch. I mean, if, Easier. if they do it right. And yeah. this was definitely no exception to it. There's a lot of wrestling, which I'm a fan of when I watch right. my wrestling shows. <laughs> Who knew, right? Wrestle. Um, my pick, Sheamus, is already out of the IC title championship. <laughs> God damn it. I had him to win. Well, you had Sheamus, right? I picked Sheamus, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. I think I picked Nakamura. I no, no, I picked Daniel, Daniel Bryan. I picked Daniel. Yeah, you Bryan. picked Daniel Bryan, and I think. And uh, speak. And speaking of AJ, they did announce during the Nakamura AJ match that he's been officially traded to SmackDown from Raw for future considerations. This is how they. This is how they warm their way around um, the brand split. They just make up a rule and be like, "Oh yeah, we traded him for future, future picks in the next draft." Like. Come on. And, That's just lazy. And in all honesty, I'm okay with that because I think AJ would benefit more being on SmackDown. So even if he, I mean, I have him picking, I have him winning the IC championship. 
AJ. Even if he doesn't, he can always feel LeBron go for the universal title because yeah. aside, like I said, outside of Bray Wyatt, who are the biggest heels on SmackDown? We don't, there's not a whole lot. Miz Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho. There it is. Um, I mean, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. I, I hope he gets another title at some point. It just, it, it's, it, they have a pattern with Dolph. Like, they have him at this level of mediocrity. Oh, well, we have no one to feud with. Let's put him in a, in a title picture and then back. It's almost like a cycle. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, SmackDown was pretty decent. Um, NXT, what did you guys think of NXT? I, I started it and I didn't make it all the way through. Uh, I did not make it. I think I was talking to you guys right before we started. I, I'm really a fan of what they're doing with the cruiserweights. Uh, Drake, like we, we've been discussing and wondering for weeks, is the Drake Maverick going to work? I think it is at this point now, or I think either that or he's earned his way back in some sort of case because he's putting on some good stuff and intrigue into the division. You know what I mean? He's definitely pulling at the heartstrings of the fans, right? Um, which is how you should play it. That's so good. If they're if they're using him like his whole thing as a story gimmick, it's really messed up. They can, <laughs> and if they don't give him a job, it, yeah. it is. But I wouldn't put past WB to do that. One hundred percent. I guarantee you that. I mean, I don't think it's, I, th- I think it's a work. Like, they're working us. He's just, like, they probably gave him an extension on a couple more matches or being on TV, but it's so it's totally messed up. But it's something WWE would do. Right. And if I want to mention something real quick. Um, look, look at on Raw on Monday with, um, remember the, the segments with um, Street Profits and the, the War Raiders where they're doing the axe story? Oh, yeah. Okay. You notice how in the background, um, Sarah, uh, Sarah Logan was in the background? She, I didn't notice that. Yeah, she was she was in the background, so they're still using her, even though she's been officially released. Well, she's still so married to Eric, right? She's also married to Eric Rowan. Yeah, that's, that's true. He, or so, Eric, uh, not not Eric. They're Rowan. definitely going to get their knowledge out of it. Eric Rowan was released. I'm sorry, um, Eric. One of the one of the Viking Ray, Raiders. Wayman Rowe. Uh, Rowe. Yes. Um, one of those. <laughs> Eric. It's, Whatever it's his name Eric. is. Yeah, it's Eric. <laughs> Viking dude. Uh, Tozawa tearing it up on NXT. Uh, yeah, the beast. He, I mean, in a, in a losing effort, because whenever he goes to Raw, he loses. But uh, El Hijo de Fantasma is, uh, I think he's going to be a big deal. I, I mean, it kind of all signs point to that. Um, I thought, I thought they had a good, I thought they had a good match. Yeah, King Cuerno was one of my favorites in Lucha Underground. Um, and I thought they had a really good match. Um, that Shotzi Blackheart promo on the tank. Kind of weird. Before you go into that Shotzi promo, I just wanted to talk about after the match where there, um, when Phantasmo was congratulating Tozawa on a match, and then he gets jumped in the parking lot. Oh, they did that again. They did it again. This time, Tozawa got jumped. Did they kidnap him? They didn't kidnap him, but it's uh, Phantasmo got out of the car. They started driving off. Interesting. So this so- this this makes me think more than ever that it's definitely I like Phantasma's behind be- behind uh, these guys attacking. Yeah, because I mean they're all like luchas and stuff like that. It's just that they didn't even try attacking the Phantasma or get him out of the car. They just attacked Tozawa and then they bounce after. Well, they try to they try to abduct him once. Didn't work out though. It so didn't work we're, out. We're keeping out. Maybe that's maybe that's the swerve, bro. But it's just how they were doing it with him though. It's almost like okay, it almost seems like a, a red flag in a way. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The yeah, the Shotzi Blackheart. I she needs some promo work for sure. Um, it sounded like she was on Mari Povich and she's like, yeah, I hit my mom. What are you going to do about it? Um, that's just what it reminded me of. 
<laughs> Catch I'm, me I'm outside. Okay it. It's it's a campy feel to it. Uh, Tank Girl vibes. Yeah. Um, Tank Girl shouts out to the 90s. But um, <laughs> she definitely needs to stay in NXT because I don't want her to go to the main roster. I don't want her to, especially going to Raw because Ruby Wright is currently on Raw. And that's going to be definitely be like, they're almost two similar characters <laughs> in a way. Down to the hair. Um, yeah. That's Bobby's girl too. So Yeah. Your girl's we'll, better though. We'll be white. <laughs> we'll be. Uh, it looks like we're going to get the Garganos versus uh, Mia Yim and um, Keith, Lee. Keith Lee. Hell yeah. Give me that, I'm, boy. I'm all for that. That, that, that sounds like it's going to be awesome. They started planting the seeds for that feud going forward. Um. I I got to the backstage segment with Maverick and I kind of knocked out uh, Loomis versus Strong. What do you guys think of that match? It's um, I like it was, it I like decent, Dexter Loomis. It was a fine match. I I think he's gonna be dope. Um, I think it it works that there's no crowd there to really build up how creepy he is because there's like silence pretty much when he comes out. I agree. Uh, but we'll see once the crowd comes back. Still not sure where he stands because he like he's he's like a good guy kind of. But he looks bad. But maybe they're running like a Dexter, like Dark Passenger kind of deal. Um, how was that Kushida Maverick match? I that was that was one match that I wanted to see. It was pretty good. Um, Kushida's a really good entertainer, but I don't buy him as like someone who could be like a face of a division or anything. But I think what how they're gonna leverage that triple threat is gonna be pretty good next week. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But and the Charlotte match was, uh, or I mean the Charlotte, uh, Rhea. You know, yeah, the interruption was good. She's so fun when she wears all black. And yeah, um, I'm excited for the NXT Women's Division. It's still popping. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of the finish. It, it was a good match going, and then Charlotte had to come out there uh, in the match, and she had to stand on top. It just, it just, I don't like, I don't like these these bullshit finishes that NXT is using from the main roster. Uh, and that's what made NXT so unique was that they were doing their own thing and they had a formula that worked. Well, I don't now mind. That, now that we're seeing it more and more over the main roster, now they're going two hours and trying to copy more or less of what the main roster does. I'm just, I'm just not a fan of it. Um, it definitely lost interest for me. Um, and I've said this before. Had NXT stayed one hour, it would have been the best wrestling show on, on TV. I don't mind it at all because I think they have to like build to a, a, a finish, a real finish at in your house or whenever. Uh, when well, that match was for the number one contendership. Right. So it, it gives him more time to like kind of grow and see where it goes from there. Or we get a triple uh, threat. Yeah. Which would be kind of cool too. And it's uh, a safe way for Charlotte to lose. That would be the only reason why they would do that because they don't want Charlotte to lose. Clean. Which is bullshit, by the way. It's very bullshit. I, I don't, I I agree. don't like that at all. Um, it, it, if Charlotte doesn't get pinned, it hurts Rhea if she wins. It hurts Eel if Charlotte doesn't get pinned. Well, best believe uh, if Rio wins, Eo is eating that pin, baby. Oh yeah, which hurts, which hurts Eo. Well, we'll see. We'll it see. hurts. It hurts really both of them because well, if Eo goes back to Japan, who cares? Is to put whoever the next in line is. We'll see. We'll see what happens. They still got some ones in your house. It's going to be in a couple weeks. Uh, next week they're going to have a, 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 a tag team match. It's going to be Rhea and Eo versus Charlotte and a partner of her choice. So it's going to be interesting to see who Charlotte. Picks. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, I'm pretty sure that it's not going to be Bailey after after SmackDown on Friday, but who knows? We'll see. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, other than AEW, we kind of covered everything, guys. Um, this one's a short one. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I think we're done. Uh, we're gonna go watch Double or Nothing right now. Um, I was gonna say something on the way out, um, but I forget. You guys got anything left? Anything else? Don't suicide. Looking um, forward to Double or Nothing tonight. Yeah, Double or Nothing is gonna be. I think it's gonna be great. Um, I have pretty high hopes for it. This is like their WrestleMania, SummerSlam, you know, big pay per view of the year. Um, and I think the stadium stampede match is going to be awesome. We have, I have all the picks right here, Bobby, um, you actually went off the rails with your picks. So, uh, come on guys. <laughs> no, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, he does. My, my brother just texted me, uh, cause I texted him this morning. I was like, Hey, you're going to watch cause my brother's a super Mark. Like yeah. he's like old school, old school Mark. Cause he's a little older than I am. But, um, I asked him if he was going to watch AEW. He's like, fuck no, I ain't paying $50 for that shit. Dude, I was like, bring him into our zoom. I will later ask him, but I was laughing and I was putting haha and he's like, the main event is Ambrose versus Harper. Are you kidding me? That's a raw main event. <laughs> oh my god, I've <laughs> totally forgot. My brother keeps it real though. Like, uh, he's 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 uh he's all about uh old school type stuff, and he thinks uh yeah. I started laughing. I was like, you know what? I didn't even think about it like that. But when you put it in perspective, <laughs> that's, that's pretty that's raw that's opening pretty, match. Yeah, that's I mean, we raw. mentioned we mentioned it yesterday as far as what should be the main event because. In a lot of people's eyes, like your brother, he's not a he's not a, a hardcore AEW fan. He's a casual fan. No, no, no. He's hardcore like like wrestling, like territory stuff. Like he likes that shit, but he doesn't think the star power of Harper versus Ambrose is good enough for a fucking. I mean, he's got a point. That's and and that's why I brought it up yesterday. As far as what should be the real main event, do you do you try to establish the world title as as the main event itself, or do you go with the biggest match? Well, we're going to find out tonight, guys. Find out. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, following us on YouTube, where we're going to be start doing a lot more stuff there, live streaming and reactions and stuff like that. So make sure you go to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Put Me Over Podcast. Um, and that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Don't forget, we are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next time. <laughs>